So we last left Juniper um, kissing Aira, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of forgot about that to be honest. It's been so long. Yeah. Um, so that's where we that is where we left off. Uh, Aira got her android body based off of Matthias's body. Uh, and it like got delivered into like like a like a product completion assembly line room. And you know, uh, you didn't let her get any clothes on. You didn't let her uh, get up off the fucking uh, <laughs> conveyor belt. Oops. Don't get me wrong. It's been like six months of wanting to kiss a digital person. It's fine. I understand. I, I have no. You gotta do what you gotta do. You have to do what you gotta do. And she's not. She's not unhappy about this. <laughs> I can't even imagine what it would be like to be like, I finally have true physical physical sensation that is very good, very accurate, feels right, isn't dreamy, which has been the next best thing. And what are the first feelings I get? Oh, hell yeah, it's makeout time. That sounds awesome. <laughs> like, first what a great way to wake up. <laughs> in life, just like, oh, wow, that just... What a way to wake up is what I'm going to say. With, with a teenage boy standing there. <laughs> right. So I think we like open on this kiss, right? And there's like, and it's like wonderful and good. And like, if you consider just how wonderful that must be for Aira to have gone through all of this garbage. And then like, I can feel again. Oh, let's do like one of the best sort of feeling things right off the bat. How about? Um, and then I'd imagine like the camera would just like pan a little to the left or right. And there's just, like, a 16-year-old boy with black hair and, like, pretty tan skin just, like, looking down or, like, covering his eyes and is just, like, holding <laughs> clothes. Um, honest question. Does Juniper remember that there's a there's a 16-year-old boy in the room? No, he's irrelevant. <laughs> oh, he's absolutely irrelevant. In this moment, he is irrelevant. What, what do you think it is? Like, 30 seconds before he says something? Oh, yeah, a very awkward period of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he's probably just like, <clears throat> Hey, um, I brought some clothes. And I think, like, Juniper just pulls back and she's like, she's, like, definitely, like, surprised to still see him there for a second because she was just so, like, in her own little world. <laughs> um... And she's like, <clears throat> she's like, oh, uh, yes, um, uh, of course, uh, Aira, clothes? Uh, I think Aira sits up and kind of, I think she sort of, like, covers herself with her hands a little, not for her or for you, but for the poor kid. Um, <laughs> because the other thing Fair. is, she hasn't, every, her dream body and all of the other digital bodies she's had were projections so she projected herself having clothes on she doesn't have to mm. put on clothes ever right. <laughs> yeah. um, so she just kind of like stands up and takes them from him and he definitely is just like beat red just giving <laughs> off every body like indication that he is so uncomfortable because I'll just be real. This is this is a 16-year-old straight boy, and that is a lot for his poor brain. And he's trying to be good. Um, 
Well, that's more than we can say for a lot of teenage boys, so I respect that. really is. And so he's just, like, trying to make himself small. And I think it's probably kind of weird for you, because Aira puts on, like, lumpy Sonder clothes. Like... Right. These, like, these, uh... Heavy sweaters and pants and, like, a big puffy coat, you know? And your experience with her is, like... Flowers in her hair, jumpsuit, sports bra. <laughs> right, right. This is like a very like puffy like uh, Minnesota look, if for lack of a better term. <laughs> Still hot. <laughs> right. Uh, and like the moment she's got her clothes on, she just hu- like poor Solomon. He's just like not even looking. Like I don't know if he's he's got his like eyes all squinted closed, and she just like wraps him up like in her arms. Aww. And she's like 6'2", remember? Yeah. <laughs> right. She, she big. Um, <laughs> I think it takes him a minute to like completely like relax and like hug her back because his friend is physical. Um, mm-hmm. And she puts him down. And then I think she probably just goes back, like walks right back over to Juniper and like probably just kisses you again. Like just, just, just gotta like, I can do that now. I am. I have so much more free will suddenly, and this I'm gonna is take advantage of that. Absolutely. So she's like stretching and like, like she's also probably like touching things, like a lot of different things, uh, mm-hmm. like just to, to do feeling. And then she says like just like kind of like the most banal thing after what is by all it means an in, a miraculous thing that's just occurred. She's like, so. Like, what's for dinner? <laughs> um, I don't know. Solomon, what's for dinner tonight? Do you know? Because don't they goes, make, like, like, communal like, meals? Yeah, he's like, well, you know, I think Mother Ardell is... Hi. Hey, Juniper. How, yeah? how are we going to explain to Mother Ardell that we brought home a person? Yeah, um, about that, I, like, Juniper definitely hasn't totally thought this through. I mean, like, it's something that came up, but she was like, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, because this is too exciting. And so, um, and she's like, well, uh, I figured we could just say, um, we found her out while we were exploring, you know. Uh, she was she was lost, so we took her in, kind of like what you guys did for me. He nods slowly, and, and I just want to narrate in the background. Aira's just going around touching things, listening to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, but you came on a spaceship. Um, shipwreck? <laughs> Not <guess>. spaceshipwreck, <laughs> but I guess so. Are you a good liar? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Me neither. <laughs> I mean, our other option is to sneak her around, which I really don't want to do. A returns. She's like, please no. No, we're not doing that. She shrugs. She's like, you know, I, 
give me a second. And she, like, closes her eyes and, like, squints. And then she, like, walks over to, to over to, to Juniper and, like, takes her hand. And her hands have become ice cold. Like, she's been out in the cold for hours. Mm-hmm. She's like, <laughs> I think I could fake it. I can mess with, like, all kinds of settings. It's wild. <laughs> Wait, fake what? Fake. Having been out in the cold? oh 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 got it yeah yeah yeah. okay are you a good liar i don't know you'll remember my interactions with people have been minimal well it's time to find out (laughs) oh good so do you guys head back (laughs) yep i think we're just gonna go for it okay i think this time as you guys are going back I guess not necessarily like this time, but ever since you guys discovered the fact that this facility could be used to make a mech and contains a fucking portable jump gate, Solomon's been really careful about locking everything up really well. Mm -hmm. So leaving is like a 40 minute process. (laughs) Oh gosh. Okay. And I bet you anything, Aira's really impatient through the whole thing. So as I was saying, as you guys are leaving, you go through the main console room, which is where you controlled everything. It's where uh, things get, the commands for things that get built are put in, if you'll remember. Uh, There's a bunch of text running across the screen. And I think Solomon stops for a second and like points at it. Has this happened before? Um, sort of. So what's running across the screen, because he's like, Part of his whole thing is he shuts everything off when you guys leave. Uh, And you and him, over the last two and a half months, have been getting more and more fluent in this, Mm -hmm. in the text on here. Mm -hmm. And he, he, he goes through it and says, oh, this is, hmm. So this is just the text. This is the, this is Aira's, like, body's core memories core data essentially it's her memories no 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 it's the body's memories does that make sense um she's a hard drive and Aira kind of like squints at him um (laughs) and he's like oh no please don't be mad just (laughs) (laughs) but the body itself also has a core memory drive hmm okay well, let's see what Which, it says. And, like, most of it's really banal stuff. But he's, like, scrolling in and he's like, but look at this. He says, you see these redacted bits? Yeah. Well, they can't be redacted. What do you mean? Well, okay, they're redacted here, so they can be redacted. If they they're were not redacted, supposed to be. No, they're not supposed to be, because if they're redacted in the body, the body wouldn't run. Hmm. But they're redacted here. Who could do that? He, he like, grimaces, like, I don't know. It's just weird. So the body isn't supposed to run. No, the body's supposed to run, it's just... It's redacted. It's not the first thing I've seen redacted in here. Hmm. That's weird. Yep. And then he, like, turns (laughs) off the computer and, like, walks out the room. (laughs) 
yeah, I think she's like, mm, interesting. Okay, let's move on. Like, <laughs> we got we got to get back. Yeah. So you guys, like, you finish locking up and you get on the, uh, the ice skimmer, mm-hmm. which are those, like, weird ice boats. And I don't think it's that late in the day. So I think you guys kind of take it slow. And it's snowing a little... Because it's winter, it, you don't, you still haven't seen the sun in months. Uh, but Aira takes your hand because she can. And I think when, like, whenever um, Solomon, like, really guns the engine or whatever, like, she'll lean in and just, like, whisper thank you, like, over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. As you guys get closer to um, the convent where you're staying, the saintly end, Solomon kind of, like, looks over his shoulder and he's like, Okay, you have to start faking it now. You, it's time. And like, <laughs> she, like, starts, like, curling up and, like, puts, like, the jacket, like, in, like, a better, in, like, a more, like, cozy way and, like, lowers her body temperature. Um, yeah, Juniper's, like, pretending to, like, comfort her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> tries to look worried. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as you, you guys are coming back around the same time as a lot of the hunters are coming back. Because if you in the audience will remember, uh, during the winter, there are people who hunt kraken on this planet because... Sure. Because sure, and because they're crazy. (laughs) Monster sushi. Yeah, monster sushi, (laughs) kraken caviar, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Hold on yards. But every day, uh, Mother Iris Ardell, she, she greets them when they're coming back. Because every couple of weeks, or on a bad week, every couple of days, one of the hunters won't come back. Right. Or will come back in a really bad way. And so she does immediate prayers. It's a lucky day. Nobody, they just come back with like a haul of, Mm. they're just dragging a Kraken body. It's... (laughs) Yummy. Yeah, it's like (laughs) the size of a smallish spaceship and it's like what if you mixed a crab and a squid you know like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. no big deal no big deal and they're like doing their thing with it right and saintly end on top of the planet is like it's just a big giant fucking warehouse Mm -hmm. uh where skimmers are kept uh so pretty quickly she starts uh kind of like being like oh okay i'm not really needed here i'm gonna like start heading in after i've checked in with just like the people and then she sees you guys coming mm-hmm. and she kind of just waves at first and then turns away and then turns back because she's counted. <laughs> and so she starts walking very quickly. Yeah, I'm um, like trying to like look worried, like waving her over hurriedly. <laughs> and so as if it's an emergency. Uh, she, yeah. So Mother Ardell is a, is a heavy set woman with really kind eyes. Uh, and she has like, she's always wearing these big scarves that the orphans knit her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she comes, comes rushing up to you and she says, what is going, who is this? And, and Aira's like shivering, like, which is hilarious because it's like, cause I want to be clear. She, she's very much a person, but her body is mechanical. So her shivers right. are perfectly even, right? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Especially since she hasn't fully gotten control over her, like, like, idiosyncrasy, like, idiosyncrasies, like, mm-hmm. so her, like, shivering is, like, just, like, it's like a metronome almost, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which you can't tell from the outside, but if you're the person holding her, oh, yes, you know, it's, 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Like this is not. Um, okay. Okay. So I think, um, I think I'm just going to like start spewing off lies, you know, like just like, <laughs> um, we need to warm her up. Like immediately we found her out there. She was lost. Like, you know, shipwreck, blah, 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 blah. Like just trying to like make my tone as panicked as possible. Solomon Solomon's gonna help you here and is gonna play the like play the level headed one, which is bullshit, by the by. If this was mm-hmm. real, he would not be he right. would not be this calm, right? Right. And so he so he's like, wait, hold on, Juniper, it's it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Mother, it's it's very simple. It's very simple. She shipwrecked on the other side of the sea. We cannot fathom how she got here, but she did, and we just need to take her in. Juniper's already volunteered to care for her. It's going to be fine. Right, Juniper? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> All right, this sounds like a roll to me. For sure. Is this soothe? Yeah, this is just, I think this is just taking action with, I, I think it's soothe because, I, I don't know though. It also kind of feels like educated because you're just straight lying in a way. Right. Okay. You're lying. You are straight up lying. Sure. Which I think has more to do with, like, trickery. Yeah, that makes sense. To um, be fair, you're rolling plus two either way, so. Right. <laughs> um. Okay, cool. Let. 2d6 plus one, or plus two. 2d6 plus two, right. Wow. I My brain went all the way back to Lady Blackbird for a second, and I was like, that's not right. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Let's see here. That's a six. <laughs> Solomon's gonna help you here. Thanks. Because <laughs> when you help or hinder help someone or hinder them, roll your sync stat with that person. On a ten plus wait, hmm. Wait, where's my thing? Where's my thing? Where'd it go? Where 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 is it? Oh, wait. Hold on. Wait. Do you want me to read it? I found it. <laughs> y- yeah, please. Okay. Um, so when the MC determines an NPC may aid a PC even after the fact, um, when the MC does, then the NPC rolls their sync stat with the PC on a 10 plus. Um, the NPC adds plus two to the PC's roll on a seven to nine. The PC names a cost to the NPC, and if the NPC is willing to pay that cost, then they may add plus two to the PC's roll. On a six or less, the player of the PC that the NPC is trying to help says how the NPC is getting in their way and sync scores are reduced by one. Okay. Okay. So... So Solomon has a sync score with you of zero. Right. So it's just going to be 2d6. All right. Come on, Solomon. Let's do this. Wait, oh, do um, I roll it? I don't I don't have dice, so would you oh, mind okay. rolling? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got it. Okay. Seven. Alright. So there's a cost to Solomon that I name. Mm-hmm. Would would it be a cost? Would Solomon think it was a cost if he like um, was ordered to like give up his job, like take some time off from his job to like make sure, like to take care of this person. 
Or would that be a good thing for him? He likes his job relative to anything else he could be doing. Until the coolest women in the universe drop from the sky. Sure, sure. Okay, that's fair. He can't hang out with you guys all the time, so it is kind of his, like, happy place. And it is kind of like being kicked out of, like, his room in a way. So I still think it is a cost. It's just one he'd be willing to take for the time being. Okay, so maybe it's like if like... like if Like, if you guys weren't the people you were, he wouldn't take it. You know? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well, yeah, in that case, then... Um, I think it's Mother just, like, Ardell. She, she like freaks out so much that this person's not okay that she's like, okay, yeah. well you found her, like now you have to <laughs> like help Juniper with her. Right, right. And I think it I think it's like, okay, well, uh look, Solomon, I can take care of the radio for the for the time being. You're going to anything Juniper needs to help this person, uh, you do it hop to understand. And Juniper, if you need another room to keep her in, please let me know. Would that be uh, helpful? I, uh, no, I, I think we'll be okay. Thank you, though. I suppose it is more efficient that way for the time being. After she's yes, recovered, yes. we can we can find her yep. her own room. Yep, more uh, more efficient. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and I think some other uh, sisters of the faith come and help you carry her. Uh, okay. And I think one of them lifts, and she's she's metal right there's metal in her i think one of the sisters is like oh my you are she is dense <laughs> i i think juniper's just like well she's been out in the cold for a long time so maybe a little bit of sensitivity <laughs> <laughs> so i think after i think it takes about 2 hours for everyone to have been thoroughly convinced that she is unwell, but on the mend and doesn't need any more than you and Solomon's um, uh-huh. service. And so, like, we get, like, these shots of you guys, like, taking care of Aira. And I'm doing air quotes for people, for the people on the podcast, right? Because it's <laughs> an um. audio medium and I'm, whatever. And, <laughs> but it takes a couple hours. And when, like, the last, like, sister kind of leaves and waves you two, you you three, like, off and the door closes... I think Aira just kind of like sits up really cleanly and like, I don't, and like, just like all the color comes back to her face, like just, just instantaneously. Uh, well, that's a cool trick. I mean, it's neat. <laughs> You're pretty neat in general. Okay. Let's not make the boy too uncomfortable now. Come on. <laughs> Fine, I guess you're right. So, we can just be, right? Like, I can... Sorry, I was just thinking about how else this might be a cost to Solomon. It's just the sheer embarrassment of having to be in that room with them all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty good cost. Uh, (laughs) I will say Solomon's uh, sync score with you has dropped to minus one. It's just right. He's done a lot for you lately. Yeah. And he just needs some attention. <laughs> yeah. But I think even even though he's tired and this is awkward and all of that, 
I think the next, like, I think dinner is really joyous for the three of you. I can't imagine it not being, right? Right. Well, I think I just of... get so much joy of just watching her eat food and enjoy it for real. Not in yeah. a dream setting. <laughs> yeah. And she she can't eat as much as she could in a dream. Mm-hmm. And she just like kind of leans back and is just soaking in new space. These spaces she's become familiar with because she's come out when she's in her hollow body, but she couldn't touch things like she couldn't like, you know, there's probably like baubles or candles in this room that she lifts just to see how heavy they actually are, mm-hmm. you know, but I think eventually like Solomon, it, like he just kind of like it's he gets it. He gets that. He's like, I there is a point at which I am not welcome here, not because they're going to be mean to me, um, mm-hmm. but I'm just not going to be welcome here. Uh and when he leaves, he hugs Aira really tight. And she, like, uh, in a really motherly way, like, puts her hand on his face and just says, Thank you. I'm proud of you. Uh, and he just, like, blushes in a way you've never seen him blush. <laughs> and then just no other words leaves really fast. Hmm. And Aira um, looks at you and she's like, did I say the wrong thing? I think you said exactly what he needed to hear, actually. Good. I think. <laughs> How are you? Better than I've been in a very long time. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Maybe um, the best I've ever been. You know, me too. And um, there's something I want to show you when dinner's over. Okay. Uh, She's probably stopped eating 30 minutes before you guys did, so. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So Juniper wants to, like, take her down to the hot springs, like, at the very bottom. Okay. Is that going to work, actually, with the metal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's it's A, probably some future metal that doesn't rust. B, (laughs) she's covered in skin. Like, a synthetic skin. She's, you know, we're waterproof, but if you actually got water on the inside of us, that's not good. That's not actually good. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Uh, Also, you're pretty sure she can repair herself. So... Cool. I think it'll be okay. Sweet. So if you remember, the hot springs are like four or five levels down. Uh, uh, so it takes a while. And this is a community that has been together. And this community is only like 300 people. <laughs> and there's a new person. <laughs> so she ha- you have to stop and introduce her to every third person you know yeah because everybody knows each other right and i'm sure that the other convent sisters were like there's a new person juniper and solomon came back with a survive can you believe it you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and i 
I don't know. I mean, I think like Juniper's very aware of all of this and she's like definitely keeping an eye on Aira because it's probably like a super overwhelming going from no human contact to all human contact, like con- like so many new people. But at the same time, like she's like, yeah, I mean, there's that part of her that's selfish and just wants to be alone with her. But like um, she's also like kind of happy about that. Cause she knows how badly like Aira's been wanting to meet people and now she gets to meet a ton mm-hmm. of them. Who are like eager. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So she's, she's handling this really well as she's meeting people. Like you can tell that it's a little like she's complete. She's never like, cause we've, we've, we've discovered that Aira isn't a person is not an amnesiac. Right. That's Mm -hmm. not what she is. Mm -hmm. She's, she was a fresh person who never got, never got the context she needed. Right. And was kind of put in like screensaver for eternity. Right. It's a hell. Don't get me wrong. It's terrible. Yeah. Like we, <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, so this isn't. It isn't that she's rusty. It's that she's kind of new. She clearly right. has like this muscle memory. Like whoever she was formed out of clearly was fairly social. Not a, mm-hmm. not someone who really struggled with social settings. But it is a little overwhelming as she's kind of meeting everybody. She's introducing herself as Aira, and. I think once or twice she has to like check her strength um, on people like grip strength uh, Oh yeah, because she's still getting it because she's superhuman. So she's still getting uh-huh. adjust adjusting. I think we get a shot of at least one dented door handle. Um, <laughs> it's like in the Incredibles when like, Bob yes, it is exactly like, like that. It's immediately where my mind went. <laughs> Yes, that is that is really good. But there's a point at which it's kind of the end of the day. So people are coming up from uh, right above the hot springs is like the green cavern, which has the artificial suns and all the farming. So there's people coming up from there. So like there's like this point where there's kind of like almost a rush hour where she has to meet a million people. And then you just kind of get past it. And you're mostly alone because most people are going to dinner. And Era's just kind of chatty, like not chatty, chatty, but like she can talk about the weather accurately with you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like she can say it's cold and have known that it is cold. Mm -hmm. And like actually getting to enjoy the snow for her was kind of wonderful. So she, but she, about halfway down, she asks, hey, can I ask you something that I've been meaning to ask you for like a long time? Uh, sure. Yeah. You don't have to answer. I, you just never bring it up, so I... This is terrifying. <laughs> Why did you get banished? Hmm. Yeah. Um... <laughs> and you're like how ha- you're having this conversation while you're walking through a cav a natural cavern of farm fields and orchards lit by artificial suns. Just just want to be clear about the setting here. <laughs> right. And I think like at that question she kind of like glances over her shoulders like see to see who's around, see if anyone could be listening. Um and she's like haven't thought about that one in a while um well 
my family, they they have a lot of power. Um, as I think I've told you before. Not actually a princess, but close. <sighs> Something like that. <laughs> um Right. Well, uh, the new empire, they, they're getting a little bit power hungry and, um, there's already that incident on Holden 17 and, um, well, they're doing, they're doing a lot that I, that I didn't agree with. And when I tried to speak up against it they didn't listen to me um they still see me as some kid and so i may or may not have taken matters into my own hands what do you mean matt matt what sorry i don't well I I intercepted a crucial piece of information um, that would have allowed my family to <laughs> colonize. <laughs> um, yeah, I um. Do you know of Rennick? You mentioned it a couple times. I don't remember exactly what it was called, but yeah, my. My family was trying to attack, and uh, the message that intercepted, um, it would have triggered that attack, and I didn't think it was right. She stops for a second, and she looks at you. If you weren't noble, do you think they would have executed you? I would love to say no, but... The new empire's tactics of punishment aren't exactly uh, admirable or moral, even in the slightest at this point, honestly. And uh, yeah, if I wasn't a noble, I imagine they would have executed me. But I have a certain amount of privilege, so settled on banishment. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring up so something so painful. I just didn't know. I no, I don't know why I assumed it would be less. What do you mean? I assumed that maybe... I was afraid that you had done something actually bad. Well, to a lot of people I did. <laughs> Well, but um, I don't regret it. Um, I thought I did at first, but I mean, the experiences I've had and the people I've met, and it was it was the right decision. I just, it's not the end of it. I. I postponed a war and the <laughs> destruction of certain 
civilizations, cultures, whatever, but that's not the end of it. And I've kind of been trying not to think about it, but... Well, forget it for the rest of now. And just show me what you wanted to show me. No more hard questions for... I don't know. How, actually, you know what? That's probably unfair of me to promise to myself. I will try. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and I think she like leads her into the... Is it down another level from the farms? Or is it... It's the bottom level because it's where all their where all the geothermal power comes from it's where the steam for like the naturally forming uh rains and humidity for the the farming layer comes Mm -hmm. from yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so i think she like leads her like all the way down to the bottom level Mm -hmm. um and she just like gestures to like one of the pools and she's like get in i promise this will be one of the best feelings you've experienced so far she rolls her eyes and like We'll see. You know, uh, and she's like taking off her clothes as as she's saying, she's like, we hit the ground running pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Actually, no, she looks I'm at not you, she's sorry like, about that. <laughs> if you ever apologize to me for that ever again, I'm not sure what I'll do, but you won't like it. I'll keep that in mind. She gets in and you can see her like relaxing. Like like you can see tension leave her body. She's like, are you, are you planning on joining me or do you just want to watch? <laughs> yeah, she blushes like really hard at that and then like hurriedly like gets in after. I think she just like wants to be... She is... You know, I bet you anything Era's a tactile person. Who hasn't been able to be tactile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think she just holds you close if you'll let her. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't think she wants anything else right now. But just c- comfort and... Yeah, Juniper's on the same page. <laughs> is there anyone else down here? Is it, like, almost us alone? Or is it literally just us alone? Uh, It's... It's not just you guys, because there are also the people who got off, uh, like, I think a number of the hunters are down here, (laughs) also warming Uh up. Like, I don't think it's, um, nobody's being rude, if that makes sense. (laughs) Like, a lot of people are very much like, I'm going to be on this corner of the pool forever away from you, but there are definitely people here. (laughs) Okay, cool. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to linger here? Is there anything Juniper wants to ask or say? Or do you want to start moving on to the weeks? Um, I think we can move on to the weeks. Okay. I bet I bet you anything. I bet you guys don't get a lot of sleep that night just because Jun- our, our era wants to talk. Um, <laughs> and probably keeps like changing which, like, you know how like, bed, like a nice bed will have like a comforter and then maybe like a sheet and maybe there's a, like a blanket on top. Like she'll keep moving between the layers <laughs> because she doesn't really know which one she wants to be. She's learning all these things. Like, I think it's, it's funny mm-hmm. to, cause she's also sort of playing with settings. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. But right. she, there is a layer of what I'd probably call, not 
what I might describe as, as sort of a depression or anxiety or stress that's just lifted off of her. And I was just saying, like, I'm kind of like imagining this night as just like very, um, in some ways, like a pretty like innocent sleepover, you know, it's just like, like they're like staying up way past their bedtime, just like talking and telling stories and like messing around with stuff and just like being goofy. Right. Like it's very light. Like there's not a lot of like, I think this first night, there's just not like a ton of tension, you know, it's just because like, they're just, I think because I, I think for Aira, like, there's certainly sexual tension, <laughs> certainly, but I don't think yeah. I don't think she's like like I think she needs more time to be comfortable. Yeah, and that's like, yeah, because like kind of what I'm picturing is like because it's there on like Juniper's end too for sure, but like mm-hmm. it's almost like when you like. I mean, they've known each other for a long time now, but it's almost kind of like when you first meet someone and it's and it's like, okay, like we're not going to like jump right into it, but like we get to spend the night like getting to know each other and like just like learning and like just kind of like letting ourselves be in this weird tension and it's fun and it's exciting and it's kind of new in some ways mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. Yeah. Because it also, because there's also no risk right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like... The battery's not going to run out or you're not going right. to fall into so deep a sleep that you're going to lose hold of the magic and right. disappear. Like that must be some of like the worst shit for like you guys who have spent some nights in Era's mind and f- for you to have like vanished from her arms because you fell too deep asleep. Right. You know, like that's. And also on top of that, I bet early on in like the first couple weeks you did that. She didn't know that's what was happening. Mm. And you're asleep when you come back to the physical world. So you, you're you not going to come reassure her that she isn't crazy and that she didn't just unimagine you right. for eight hours, right? Like, it's like this. So having this, like, no stress evening is mm. probably all she wants. But it starts getting not normal or anything, but it's, you know, the first week of this new life, right? Right. <laughs> of, because I think it only takes like a couple days for Era to be like, I'm better. Uh, and then also have had a conversation with Mother Ardell to be just like, hey, I feel comfortable with this person. I'll let you know if I need another room. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Ar- I, I'm sure Iris Ardell gives like some speech about like, don't move too fast. You've only just met this person. Like if you need to talk, like not understanding that this is that you have known each other for well over half a year. Like, right. Like that's, she doesn't know these things. Uh, Mm -hmm. but it is the third week of the third month. And since it might've been a minute, uh, when a week passes during the six month winter of Sonder, say what you're doing with your week from the list below, working on a multi-week project, Accomplishing a single week task, spending time with another, play a Firebrand's game to represent, or shifting the camera. Choose an NPC the GM will choose from the options above for them. Then roll whatever move or play whichever Firebrand's game is most appropriate. Um, I mean, I think like I, I think this first week is all about spending time like the two of them. 
It's right? gotta like, be, I right? I feel like, like we have to establish that. <laughs> like right. What that looks like, like day to day. So that means we want to switch to Firebrands. Yeah. So is there a particular game you want to play? <laughs> um, is it time to steal time together? I think it might be. I think it might be. <laughs> okay. All right. So what page is that? So this is a game called Stealing Time Together on page 24. Since you picked it, do you want to read it? Yes. Okay, so only you and your chosen partner play. Ask them how the two how you two came to be stealing time together. What do you notice about each other? What have you heard? Uh, during the liaison, anyone can ask anyone for details about the location and circumstances. So paint the scene. Like how how do we come to be spending stealing time together? Like what does this look like? Hmm. I mean, I kind of just wonder if it's like if it's not unlike the scene we just played out where it's like they're just kind of mm-hmm. like it's kind of late at night, like they're in their room and like cuz that's probably the only time they super get alone with each other because Solomon has to keep up this front of like I'm also helping this person and like there's a lot of right. people who are really interested in Aira and in me I'd imagine and like yeah so actually I'd imagine it might actually be hard to get that time at your room because that's where people expect you because Solomon could have to burst in at any second okay got it yeah if that's the vibe <laughs> so maybe it's maybe it's after you guys come back from like another hot springs visit they're 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 coming back up and it's in that like farming area where there's like an orchard and it's after hours so nobody's down there farming that's probably like the Mm -hmm. most empty floor and maybe era just pulls juniper into the orchard like deep into the orchard nice i like it is there anything unusual about era that you notice in this moment um i mean probably just like her passion right like (laughs) i've never super seen it played out in a very physical way um mm-hmm. so like i probably notice like her strength and um her physical power <laughs> she probably picks you up and carries you like you're nothing <laughs> yep then i would definitely notice that um yeah and yeah we'll leave it at that for now fair enough what about vice versa I think Aira notices that Juniper doesn't have, I I think this might sound a little banal, but like just Juniper in general, because every other interaction she has with, has had with her, like up until these last few days has been through a very dreamlike presence or through a ancient camera, right? That's not been well-maintained. So, like, details. Like, I think Aira notices literal details mm. of about Juniper that she literally did not have the fidelity to see before. You know? Mm. Or, like, scars on Juniper's body. Because in the dream, you don't imagine that. And vision, with that crappy camera, she literally couldn't see them. You know? Mm-hmm. So actually being able to see the physicality 
I think right. is what she notices most. Cool. Yeah. So how does this game actually work? Okay. So, uh, converse as you like, naturally. During the conversation, either of you may, whenever you like, ben- begin an exchange by making an advance. The other then makes an answer to conclude the exchange. Return to the conversation or advance into the next exchange as you like. And then I think I might want to read under another's nose before yeah that before feels reading ending right. on okay um, so if there's a risk that you'll be caught together then any player may after any answer have you throw uh, on tails you're discovered or exposed so in this case okay. just maybe roll like a mm-hmm. d six yeah yeah okay and we'll go high and low. Yeah. Um, we can just control the flow of the conversation otherwise as we choose. Yes. Who goes first? Oh no, there's no there's no there's, rules like there's that. There's no rule on this one, huh? Yeah. Uh, um, well, Aira made the move, so <laughs> Aira did already kind of make the move. Um so I think this should kind of go the like I think Aira like takes you guys deep into the orchard and then she doesn't like drop you, um, but like playfully lets you fall, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then like lays down next to you. Yeah, I I'm think... sorry. I, I just didn't mm-hmm. want to go back yet. I didn't want to go back yet. No, I don't either. And I think she's just like, like I think this, like first exchange is just kind of playful, and Juniper's like giggling in a way that Ava's probably never heard. Like she's heard her laugh a lot, but like this is just mm-hmm. like. Very pure and playful. And so they're laying next to each other, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to read one of the advances here. So this is one of the questions, the Firebrand's questions in this game. Uh, I touch your hand, may I? Like she reaches over to grab her hand. You may, and Aira just kind of like interlocks her fingers with yours. Mm Mm-hmm. I think they're just like I think they're like lying probably like looking up at like the leaves and everything and like um like Juniper like can feel her heart like so loud. <laughs> and they're like probably not saying anything for like a second here. <laughs> Aira says I didn't actually think we'd get here somehow. Like does that make sense? Like I I trusted you and I believed in you, but I didn't does that make sense? Like Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've spent so long working towards it that there's a point where you just don't, you just stop, like, believing in the end result, but then it happens, and it's all the more amazing and unbelievable. Yeah. I touch your hips and lift you on top of me. May I? You may. You're pretty strong in real life. Yeah. Remember you set that? You put that setting in. I did, didn't I? You did. <laughs> How do you feel about it now? Um, I think it was a good call. I touch your hair by like tucking it behind your ear. May I? You may, but first I want to kiss your hand. Do you mind? I do not. Can it always be like this? Absolutely. <laughs> What's Juniper wearing? um good question did we i'm trying to remember we got new clothes here that are probably Um, pretty bulky right 
Yes. Yes. I bet. Okay. I bet Aira's gotten a bunch of donations from concerned neighbors. <laughs> sure. Um, I think it's probably, like, they're coming back from the hot springs, right? Yeah, like, they have light underclothing. And you are, it. it is hot down here, legitimately. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, like, a, kind of, like, a loose, like, white, um, pretty flowy blouse um mm-hmm. and then probably just like a really simple almost summery looking like summer as in the season not a summary uh, <laughs> like looking skirt that's probably like down to her knees it's all, like it's just mm-hmm. like a very like very like loose light clothing that's mm-hmm. like easy to get on and off for the sake of swimming right Aira loosens your clothing may she um, you may. <laughs> I forgot to look at all the answers earlier, so I was like, "There I are other read answers." Those. I should definitely read those. But yeah, yep, that can just happen. Quick question: Is there a risk that we'll be caught? I mean, we are still in a public place. This is true. <laughs> so I'd say I yes. I think I'm. I think I'm going to call for a, for a, for a roll then. Okay, alright. Um, so this is kind of like a toy- coin toss. We're just using dice, so... Yeah, 1d6. Uh, high is heads? Yeah, wait, high is like we don't... We do... We don't get caught, or we do? High is we don't get caught. On okay. tails, you're discovered or exposed. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Six. Alright. It continues. <laughs> Lucky them. Lucky them. um i loosen your clothing may i and either way i want to know what she's wearing too (laughs) (laughs) um she is probably see i know what she wears in her mindscape but like i never thought about her wearing other clothing (laughs) um fair what would they have here that she likes? She's probably actually wearing like a whole dress because it's the only fabric that's light enough for mm-hmm. like, I think heavy clothing is still kind of weird for her because clothing in the past didn't feel like anything. Right. So wearing like a heavy, like wool sweater and tight jeans probably feels really constrictive and can only be done in short bursts makes sense yeah so i think it's just oh here's a good question what color did you make her eyes i mean i think they're i think like keeping in mind the rest of her image like she she made them as she saw them in the dream like they're they're probably like like a deep like warm brown yeah so i think she's probably wearing i think it's just like a really pale blue dress I think it's got lots of, like, it's, like, done up by laces, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. You may. She she lets you undo these laces. But she says, as, as you're doing it, she's, she says, I, I just, I want to know um, if I hadn't been, if I'd been normal, do you think you'd still 
Would you still love me? <laughs> of course I would. I don't I don't see you as some abnormal thing or someone who I have to save. I see you as a person who I love. I think at that uh Aira kind of sits up and pulls Juniper close. She touches the length of, of Juniper's body. May she? Like, just like one of those, like one of those, like where you like, your hand is at the bottom of someone's, the small of someone's back. And like, you just are like in trying to be like really comforting and loving way, like running it up the length until Mm -hmm. your hand is like near their cheek usually. Okay. I'm going to say you may only for a moment because, um, I touch like like the higher part like towards your collarbone like of your chest mm-hmm. and like yeah kind of like try to push you back down <laughs> may i <laughs> may you um <laughs> i think era first this isn't on here but it's you may after a moment okay mm-hmm. because era wants to show off that you can't and that she's letting you <laughs> Okay, okay. And she's trying to make you laugh by doing that? Yeah, that definitely works because Juniper's already feeling super nervous. <laughs> yeah. So that's not hard to do. Is it, wait, is it my go or is it yours? I think it's yours because you were just answering mine. That was a quick turnaround, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I do not only touch but kiss you as above, meaning as last time. May I? As last, wait. As her last request? You may, and maybe let's draw a curtain on what follows. (laughs) That sounds good. Okay. That sounds like the place to cut. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds good. Diceology is hosted and produced by Dane Fogdahl. Lady Juniper Blackbird is performed by Natalie Wilcoxon. Simple World was developed by Avery Alder, and Firebrands was developed by D. Vincent Baker. Soundscapes were created by TabletopAudio.com. If you like the show, please rate and review us wherever you listen. It helps us more than you know. If you'd like to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at DiceologyPod for behind-the-scenes photos and updates. Thank you for listening. <laughs>